0: Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And you are tuning in today on our last segment of a series we've been doing entitled Who's on Your Throne? And I ask that question because each one of us has a command center, a control seat, a throne, if you will, of our heart, of who we are, the very center of our being. And someone or something fills that spot. And so my question is, who is it? And as for the believer, the child of God, that's God's rightful spot. And hopefully, over these last few weeks, if he was not already on your throne, that you are seeing the necessity of him being there. He's in control, and we ha- we get this false sense sometimes that we are in control, and we're really not. And so when we just give up everything, we surrender to God, to His authority, to who He is, then we can do five things that we've talked about over these last few weeks. We looked at last week how that we can give up sin for freedom, that we don't have to live any longer and the chains that sin binds us in, because we have been made slaves to righteousness. And in that righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ, there is freedom. We can also be thankful, and we can worship God when he is on our throne. We can serve him, and then it's easier to sacrifice for others when he is on our throne and then we can be humble which includes humbling ourselves before God and being humble as in our interactions with other people so today we're going to finish up with the last one which honestly it's the hardest one for me to present to you guys because i don't do a very good job of this but as i continue to grow a big spiritual word, as God continues to sanctify me, then perhaps I am growing in this area. But the last thing, and I think I'm not the only one that this is going to be the hardest for, is that when God is on our throne, we can accept forgiveness from Him, and we can forgive others. We can offer forgiveness. So many times in my life, I have chosen unforgiveness. I have chosen to hold a grudge. I have chosen self-righteousness. I have chosen the adage, well, I would never do that. But there was one time through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it, because it wasn't me, I was able to forgive. And I won't get into all the messy details, but those that, needed, that I needed to offer forgiveness to they were in the spiritual authority over me for the season that that was. They abused that power in many ways. They were slanderous towards Brian and I. They bullied us, and they ridiculed us, even laughed in our faces. But in the midst of that season, I was listening to the radio our local Christian radio station, and they were talking about forgiveness one day. I just happened to be tuning in and in my car, and one of the the DJs said that she heard this many years ago, and it's it's the simple sentence, I choose to forgive blank, and you insert the person's name. So I choose to forgive blank for blank, and you identify what it is what the offense was. And so in the midst of that season of this abuse of power, this season of bullying and slanderous accusations, I began when that, these individuals and what they had done came into my mind. I began saying this sentence. I choose to forgive them. I inserted their names for what they did and I named it specifically and little by little forgiveness began to set into my heart for them miraculously i was even given god opened the door opportunity for me to tell them to their faces that i forgave them and now when that season is brought back up with mutual people that were also involved in that situation I know that I've forgiven them because I do not have the feelings of bitterness that I usually have, because like I said, I have many years of unforgiveness, many stories where I should have chosen to forgive, but in my need to be in control, for me sitting on the throne of my life, I chose to not offer that forgiveness. So I'm gonna come back and revisit that story as we go through, but let's get to some scripture. Now these are not the only two realities that I want to give us about forgiveness, but there are two and the main ones that I wanna look at. The first reality is, and we can say this to ourselves, I have been forgiven. That's a reality. We know this from scripture. Psalm 32, verse 5, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Psalm 103, verses 3 and then 10 through 14 also tells us that the Lord forgives all our sin and heals all our diseases. And then in verse 10, he does not treat us as our sin deserves or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. So we have been forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, this is a reality for us. If you are a child of God that, that you walk, you and me, we walk, we move, we live in forgiveness. We operate in forgiveness each and every day in any situation, in any arena that we walk into, our family life, our work life, our church life, community things that we're involved in, when we walk into the grocery store, when we're sitting in traffic or driving, perhaps someone cuts us off. When we understand that we have been forgiven, we can operate in forgiveness. When this is fully understood, when we know that Jesus's prayer from the cross, when he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. That's a prayer about us. When we understand this, the offering of God's forgiveness is able to be accepted to us, which leads us to our second reality, which is I must forgive. So I have been forgiven. Second reality, I must forgive. This is a command. Ephesians 4.32 is the command here. Let me get there and read it to us. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So we are commanded to forgive. How? Just as Christ, just as in Christ, God forgave us. This is a command, but of course, like other commands, we have an option to obey. Matthew six fourteen and 15 tells us the consequences if we choose not to forgive. It says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Ironically, The person that I referenced in my story of forgiveness in the beginning of this episode, he was the one that would often quote that. Not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. For the child of God, there is no room or a place for unforgiveness when he is on your throne. So our realities are I have been forgiven. And number two, I must forgive. Well, that's all well and good, right? In theory, those are all things that sound great. But what about when you were right in the thick of being hurt? What if you were right in the thick of someone offending you? A side note here, I've often seen that when I'm offended about something, I can trace my feelings of offense back to pride. So watch, watch yourself on that. But there are times when we are truly offended that the person that has offended us was that was their goal. When we're hurt, when we're offended, when we're left out, when we are spoken ill about, that's when these two realities have to be exercised and expressed. And what have I learned through that? I've learned four things that I want to share with you guys. And I hope it'll be helpful to you. Okay, here are the four things I've learned. Choose to forgive quickly. Go ahead, in your mind, make that choice. But forgiveness may take time. So back in that story from the beginning, when I chose to forgive, it was weeks before God gave me the opportunity to tell them that I forgave them. And then weeks after that interaction, that I was actually able to, when that when they came to my mind again, I said I choose to forgive, and I didn't feel this um, icky. I didn't feel this icky tension when I thought about them. So choose to forgive quickly, but understand that forgiveness, the process it may take time. Number two, and I think this is very important, set boundaries as appropriate. I think God gives us wisdom and prudence in those situations where we have been wronged, we have been harmed, we have been hurt, and there's wisdom in setting boundaries as it's appropriate, right? My forgiveness to my husband is going to look a lot different than my forgiveness to an acquaintance or a coworker. So I'm going to set boundaries. How did I do that with the story that I've been telling you about? Well, in those interactions with them, I gave specific things that the boundaries that I was setting up, I was honest with them. I said, this is, this is what is going to happen in this relationship from now on. I think that's, that's wise, it's prudent, and it's appropriate. The third thing I've learned is that bitterness can come to live in your heart quicker than you can choose to forgive. So be careful. Bitterness can set up in your heart so quickly, and then you're going to have to work that much harder to get that bitterness out. So be quick to forgive, be quick to choose to forgive, and watch for bitterness. And then the fourth thing I've learned is that in forgiveness, God is in control. I'm not. I don't have to any longer be in control. It's not a burden I'm meant to bear because that person that wronged me in some way, God's in control over their life too. And when I forgive. I'm also saying that I trust God, and I trust what He is going to, how He's going to work in their life. One more that I just thought of, that you show much strength when you forgive and take a step further, and you actually pray for the one that has wronged you, the one that you need, that needs your forgiveness. But ultimately, we know that we all need God's forgiveness. So when we can forgive another person, we can do that because we have been forgiven. Allow God to be in control of this area of your life. And when he's on the throne of your heart, he's going to give you the command and he's going to help you in the process. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you are in control. Thank you that you sent your son Jesus to offer forgiveness to us. I thank you that, that as we confess our sins, God, you remember them no more. As far as the east is from the west and as high as the heavens, you do not hold our sins against us. God, would you help us to fully understand that truth, that reality? that we have been forgiven and then would you help us to obey the command of forgiving others because we don't want to withhold forgiveness and you withhold it from us God help us in the in the weeds in the the day to day of whatever that may look like for any of us that are watching help us to say i choose to forgive whoever it is that needs my forgiveness. God, it's possible when you were in control and it's possible because of Jesus. So we thank you. thank you for him and his finished work on the cross. that We are able to come to you boldly with these prayers and petitions. And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Well, that finishes up. Keep God on the throne of your heart. And I'm going to try and do the same. We can't do it alone and we cannot do it within our own power. So we need the Holy Spirit to help us. So I'm going to put God on the throne today. And I hope that you will as well. I will see you next time. Meet you back here again for another episode of Let's Be Real. However the Lord leads, we'll be back to discuss it. I pray that you have a great week. And God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross, he was buried in a tomb, and then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.